He didn't like the way he looked. He didn't like attention. Dewey preferred blending in, remaining anonymous. Today, with no stubble on his face, a tan, and a $450 haircut, it was not hard to see why the 39-year-old American could still turn heads. Yet, as Buddha had learned over 36 hours of interrogation, there lurked something beneath the attractive veneer of the kid from Castine, Maine. It was a toughness, a coldness, an anger deep inside. Most who knew Dewey Andreas thought that anger had been forged by the long, bitter winters of his youth along the Maine coast, or on the unforgiving football fields of Boston College, or still later, during Ranger School, or in the otherworldly trials that separated warriors from mere men called First Special Forces Operational Detachment. Delta, along with the Navy SEALs, America's most fearsome Special Forces soldiers. Only Dewey knew it was none of the above, that what had hardened him was the morning he'd watched his six-year-old son die of leukemia so long ago. That was what made him, when necessary, ruthless. It was also what kept Dewey in the innermost part of his being, just, fair, flawed, and vulnerable. Human. Even Buta could see the toughness now, as he stared at the American. It was the same meanness and detachment that had probably coursed in the blood of the men who so long ago had kicked the crap out of the British. A determination that, to the Iranian mind at least, was as defeating as anything he'd ever experienced. What's his name? asked Dewey. I told you, I don't know. He's China's asset. Dewey was seated in a beat-up, torn leather club chair. He had his right leg draped over the right arm. What's his name? Fuck you. What's his name? I don't know. Ambassador Buta, we can do this all night. I don't know, asshole. Dewey smiled. Language, said Dewey. Fuck you. If your mother could hear you swearing, she'd be really fucking pissed. Buta's mouth flared slightly, nearly a smile. You laughed. Fuck you, Buta whispered. You're not funny. Then why'd you laugh? I wasn't laughing. Okay, I have one for you, said Dewey. What do you do if an Iranian throws a pin at you? Buta paused, then finally relented. What? he asked. Run like hell. Why? Because he's got a grenade between his teeth. Buta laughed. You're worse than the other guy whispered Buta, shaking his head. That's stupid. Just beat the shit out of me, will you? Dewey laughed. 
Ben pumped the trigger on his forty-five. The bullet struck Buta's right kneecap, blowing it to shreds. Blood sprayed onto the wall. Buta screamed, lurching against the chair, pulling at the shackles. Jesus, I didn't think it would hurt that much, said Dewey. Buta turned and looked at Dewey, a horrible grimace on his face. His knee was bleeding profusely. I don't know his name. How would I know China has a mole inside Mossad? Dewey ran his fingers back through his hair. Here's the deal, said Dewey, wiping the muzzle of the gun on his jeans. You can either tell me the name of the mole, or you can tell Menachem Dayan and those nice fellas at the madhouse. I have a feeling their jokes aren't going to be as funny as mine. Also, they'll kill you after they dunk your head in water a few hundred times. Buta.